What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn, and this is This is the NWA, the podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time. We're talking about that National Wrestling Alliance. But alas, it's not just about the National Wrestling Alliance right now because they're not doing anything regularly yet so we talk about a lot of things so if you're here and you're new thank you so much for joining us make sure you hit subscribe we're going to talk about everything in wrestling today a lot of emphasis on nwa folk though um but i'm joined by my partners my blood brothers mm-hmm. not my lovers yet but my <laughs> that was just a one-time thing man <laughs> oh boy that is uh dr rob stinson welcome dr rob that's right. I'm so high on being Dr. Rob Stinson and a member of the NWA pod that I think I might just stick around for another 20 years. Wow. That's a long time. I'm not even sure the technology will be the same in 20 years. Probably be better, a little bit better. Yeah, we'll probably just beam right into y'all's living rooms. and we'll so on, Yeah, we'll be on Zoom Plus. Oh, <laughs> that'll be great. Zoom X. That other voice Zoom you're hearing 2000. is, of course... The other doctor, although it's not officially recognized, but he is the doctor of style, the doctor of graphic design, uh, the doctor of media in general. Hey, it's Will Daily. Will Will Martin. Hey, Will. What's up, everyone? Uh, I, you can't see it because I got my background, but I am live at the Thunderdome right now. This is amazing. Oh my God. This is so it's so big. It's just crazy. <laughs> There's so much lights and metal. It's great. I'll tell you all about it. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait because I'm sure that's why everybody's here to talk about Thunderdome. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little excited. Um, But let's see. What else was I going to say up front? I can't even remember. Anyway, hit subscribe. Thanks for listening. If you're listening, we're going to do the same thing we always do. We're going to talk wrestling news. And then at the end, we'll just switch it off and talk to just the live chat and hang out with you guys. Uh, We are so appreciative of all of you. Um. I, I'm, a, I'm a little off today because did I tell you guys I'm on a fast that I went on a fast? No. You're fasting? Yeah, I'm fasting oh. right now. So I have not had food since Sunday. Wow. That's a lot. I swear you can ask my wife. She thinks I'm crazy. But I do it every once in a while. But I was getting, here's what happened is I, uh, I woke up on uh, Saturday and I stood on the scale and I was like, that ain't right. That is not right. And uh, and I haven't been working out like I should and stuff. So I'm like, I got to reset. I'd gotten to where like I think every day last week I'd had a drink or two. And I was just like, all right, dude, you got to you're not doing anything. So you got to turn your life around here because <laughs> uh, when the quarantine started, I was like super into it. Like I was like, I'm going to change everything. And then I got kind of lazy. And so now I sit at my computer all day for work and then I move from the computer to the chair to watch TV, and then that's just no good. Anyway, I'm glad I shared that story well, you with you guys. You must be starving right now, man. Yeah. Actually, it's not that bad. I'm drinking tea, just okay. just regular hot tea and black coffee. I did treat myself today with a – um, Yeah. And this, tea, oh, right? by the way, yeah, in the fancy, this is the NWA podcast mug, you guys. Look at Robbie so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, you need to order one. Rob, get a mug, man. What's up with you? Why do you not have a mug? I don't know, man. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't even get the right shirt, man. I ordered You have the same opportunity as all of us to get a mug. You don't have any reason to sit there and pout. 
Get them up. You don't have to. Uh, what I was going to say is I'm treating myself to a bang energy drink, a frosé, rosé, since I'm not having actual rosé or any other form of alcohol. Um, how are you going to how are you going to drink that on an empty stomach? I think the last time I, I ever had an energy out. drink on an empty stomach, I just like got real sick. I remember it's you zero. had an empty. Yeah. Gary had one that, uh, at the Bearded Trio Summit, man. He had an empty stomach drink that he was gone like two hours. Then he came back acting like nothing happened. I'm like, hey, guys. Remember that, Gary? Yeah, that was something else, though. He don't remember that. that. Was, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, but those are like zero calorie. I also treated myself to this core hydration. So the electrolytes, I read you were supposed to get the electrolytes. So um, I'm going to drink this tonight. This is lame. It's big. Um, <laughs> well, you're not trying. You're obviously not trying to save money with this fast because you just spent more than I have all week on food on just those two drinks. So mm -hmm. now, listen, it was like two for four, I think, was the deal at the QT. So, oh my gosh. Anyway, so um, if I get if I get loopy or if I barf, that's good for ratings. I think. No. Uh, make sure you tell everybody uh, that I may barf tonight. Ratings. Should I add that to the tweet and barfing? Carrie may barf. Oh man, how have you guys been this week so far? Good, thanks for asking. Huh? Uh, well, I was expecting more. <laughs> it caught me off guard. I just Is thought it, maybe we'd open up a little more yeah. personally as everybody's filing in. We could just like uh, we just interact a little bit and just okay. you know, well, I've let got people into the lives. Okay, it's too much. Oh, see, I don't know the boundaries. You got to be clear about the boundaries. All right, go ahead, Rob. Oh, uh, it's been a busy week for me. I mean, good week, busy week. Finally, uh, school oh, kids came back last Thursday. It's been very, very good. The uh, the uh, you know we're doing everything right. I think we're, we've uh, we're at um, we've got a virtual option for students that aren't comfortable with coming back, and then when when kids can't, the, those who choose to, which is about two thirds of the population. You know, we're doing things like uh, we're, we've modified transitions. We've got uh, we've got limited number of students in classrooms. Kids are wearing masks now. We can't enforce that. We can't mandate that. Uh, our our local laws and regulations won't allow us to mandate it, but we can recommend it. And about ninety five percent of our students are just voluntarily choosing them to do so. And um, and they seem to, to to like everything too. And I had a student come to me yesterday and said, "Look, you know, I." With the new transitions, though, I hope when when the world finally comes back to normal that we keep with this because I don't have any temptations to like do anything I shouldn't be doing. Like I know exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm not tempted to go run off and duck out of class with my friends and hide out in the bathroom. I mean everything's smooth and uh, the kids have just adapted so well. I'm so proud of them. They're great kids. Like I said, I've known these kids forever. Um, you can't ask for a better group of students at a uh, Ridgeland High, aka NWA High. Hashtag NWA High. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a good week. It's also been, you know, long days. Um, so back, back at the grind and back in something like a routine, you know, I'm getting there about five thirty, six in the morning and then getting out of there around four or five in the afternoon, but it's good. Uh, I love being back with the kids. So tough week, but a good week. That sounds good. Rob, have you scored a, uh, an event at your school yet for, for the NWA? People? I will. I will. Right now we've got a, uh, um, We've got, uh, for those of you who don't know, we do a, an annual event called the Von Bell Award. Von Be the Von Bell Award is named after our, one of our distinguished graduates, Von Bell, who plays for the Cincinnati Bengals, formerly of the New Orleans Saints. And he, he's one of our greatest graduates ever. We've had several notable graduates, but he's at the top. And 
this is kind of like our Heisman Award. Well, we all normally do that event in April when we present our, our, our Von Bell Awards to our top male and female athletes, and we bring in either Von Bell himself or a notable personality to present the trophy. And uh, because of COVID and us having to restructure things, we, we, we've tentatively had to move back, tentatively had to move the date back to October. And the problem with that is, of course, the NFL will be uh, in swing by then and, and Von Bell simply won't be able to come. So uh, we are, uh, you know, we're hoping that all of us can come and do it. I've asked him, he's very flattered about the invitation and, uh, and we're hoping he can come and do it. Uh, we just got to make sure that, you know, everything's safe and that we're actually able even to put it on a program, given what the governor of Georgia is allowing as far as gatherings go. But I'm optimistic that at some point it'll happen in this uh, this semester, and I'm looking forward to uh, the champ being there, and I want that to kind of be a uh, uh, a launch pad into having some NWA events at our school. We've actually had wrestling events at our school before, but to have the NWA there for me would be everything. I, I, I'd I'd love to do it. So, and we think we could we could draw some considerable local interest because this is a very strong NWA part of the country. So. Uh- WWE Front Row saying that uh, Mrs. Front Row is offering um, extra credit to kids who wear masks. Have you heard of that? Um, ringside ranch says, man, Rob is off tonight. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, that's that's like when you like said hey and then stared directly at the camera like you had no idea where you were <laughs> anymore. Um, now, uh, now we wouldn't operate. We, we're a standards-based grading school, so uh, – extra credit doesn't really fit into our, our uh, assessment model or our feedback model that we, that we, that we do. But, uh, but I, I, you know, it's cool that some schools are doing that kind of thing. Our kids are just doing it voluntarily, man, because they're, they seem to be generally a conscientious group of kids and they're, you know, they're thinking about others. I don't think many of our kids themselves have a lot of personal anxiety, but they're aware that there's a wide spectrum of anxiety in the building. And so, uh, you know, so they're being thoughtful and conscientious. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them too. Good job, NWA High. Well, guys, we got to talk about wrestling. There's a lot going on in the wrestling world today, um, and I guess uh, where sh- where should we start? I mean, um, do you guys have a preference? I mean, we got Thunderdome, we got Mickey James returned, we've got NWA and UWN's merger, Thunder Rosa, of course, Miss- Mission Pro Wrestling. We got we got a lot. Um, do, you, do you have any preference on direction you want to take it in today first? I mean, we've already brought up the Thunderdome. We might as well uh, dive on in. All right. So they're having the Thunderdome. <laughs> Yay. Yay, Thunderdome. <laughs> no, um, I'm actually really excited about Thunderdome. I, I, Tell us about Thunder- the Thunderdome for those that don't know. Okay, so WWE is introducing Thunderdome. In fact, I'll um, – I'll just pull this up right here. So WWE is planning on bringing fans back into the arena via live video. And supposedly the the wording is on, on giant led boards. Um, This is all happening in their residency at the Amway center. Uh, They're talking state of the art technology, drones, uh, pyro, um, I don't know. They're, they're working on this thing right now. If you look online, you can find pictures of the Thunderdome, supposedly from under construction. Um, the um, the only thing I can find really about specifics is Kevin Dunn did talk to Sports Illustrated. Uh, he said that um, 
the arena will have 1,000 LED boards with rows and rows of fans to simulate the WWE experience. We're flying drones in the arena. We're putting a roof inside the Amway Center, and we'll be able to project content onto the roof. Uh, so when a big star like Drew McIntyre comes down to the ring, the whole arena will turn into his content with lasers, pyro, smoke, projections on the top of the building and on the floor. It will be a big, beautiful entrance, better than WrestleMania. Um, so to give you an idea, that's what they're thinking. Uh, nobody's actually seen it, seen it yet. Right. So we don't know specifically how it's going to go. Supposedly they put up a thing on their website that you could go and you could register to have seats in the arena, quote unquote seats again. Um, but, uh, as of this morning, I, I saw a bunch of people. I saw Joe who's in the chat with the, the nation show saying he was trying to go get them and he couldn't get seats. Uh, I'm not sure. Did you guys ever hear if that cleared up? Because I did not follow up on that yet. No, I had not seen that. Yeah. So uh, Thunderdome having a little trouble right off the bat there. Um, I don't I do, do you have any other additional information that I'm not mentioning there as far as what to expect with Thunderdome? Rob's already checked out since we're talking to WWE. So I'll go into the uh, speaker view for uh, Will to answer that. <laughs> uh, no, no more information. Uh, just speculation and, and insight i mean i'm intrigued you mentioned it earlier gary that you're a little bit excited just to be honest um i am too because if if there is one thing that wwe does well and there may only be one thing that they do well it is production and staging and, and all that i mean they are top-notch with all that so i'm really interested to see what it looks like i think my my biggest concern is we're talking a thousand LED screens, LED boards. Like how on earth? Now I'm like a behind the scenes production kind of guy. How on earth are they going to do that? Like, can you imagine a thousand LED screens with people's no, faces I on can't. it? No, I can't. And that's crazy. And I'm wondering what they're going to do with drones. What does it mean that when Drew McIntyre walks out, um, the whole arena turns into his content? That seems... I think uh, like his intro video and stuff and, and different. I think that's what they mean. But yeah, it just feels feels kind of nutty. But um, I mean, it sounds like they're going to enclose the whole thing in like LED screens. And when someone comes out, it's going to be like immersive, you know, just their their vignette entrance theme or whatever. But then the other times they're going to have fans on there. And I did hear him say like it's going to be interactive like they're gonna i don't remember where i heard this but like they were gonna encourage fans to like make noise and like start chants and stuff how is that gonna work have you ever tried to do anything on zoom like in sync with someone else there's like a, a three second delay you know it's like you can't <laughs> you can't do that kind of it's gonna be a it's gonna be a mess man yeah, it's 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 pretty insane. Like I, I I don't know how you sync that up exactly, and and I don't want to give out the wrong impression here. I am super skeptical. Um, I see people in the chat talking about that. I am I am not even really giving them the benefit of the doubt yet. Like I'm kind of curious. I'm just excited because I want to know what it is. I'm interested to see. I considered going to the registration. Now, if it was going to cost money um, for like tickets. And it was going to be some like $75 ticket to go sit in the uh, Thunderdome. No, then I'm not going to do that. Um, but uh, I was just curious about what it was going to be. 
Um, I, I think that a lot of people probably feel similarly. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't. It's kind of interesting. It's a whole new concept. Um, you know, uh, RJ asking in the chat if it's like the NBA. Um, I did see, I did pull up the Sports Illustrated article with the interview with Kevin Dunn, and he says, like the N NBA, we're doing virtual fans, but we're also creating an arena-type atmosphere. We won't have a flat board. We'll have rows and rows and rows of fans. Uh, like Will mentioned, a thousand LED boards uh, to create, recreate the arena experience. Um, and he says, uh, we're going to have a little bit more than the WrestleMania level production value. And that's what our audience expects from us. We're also going to put the put arena audio into the broadcast, similar to baseball. But our audio will be mixed with virtual fans. So when fans start chants, we'll hear them. Um, but yeah, they've... Uh, they say they've got two days of testing, um, but um, we're going to have a very tight set that's focused on the safety of our performers. Everyone is going to be tested all the time. It's really important our performers feel safe. So, um, yeah, um, I don't know. That's that's really all the details they seem to give here um, with this thing. Um, I did find the, like the latest news item I could find right now. Uh, this is from Paul Davis over at WrestlingNews.co. Um, he does say that, uh, according to sources, Vince McMahon um, had been in a pretty volatile mood since the Performance Center tapings, but his mood has been great this week. Um, oh, well, that's good. That's that's yeah. what we all want. Yeah, they had two WWE sources that have told him that uh, Vince feels like the worst is over and he feels the company can get back to where things were before the virus came along. Um, he has been in a great mood ever since they locked in the contract with the Amway Center. Um Another source noted that McMahon seemed more upbeat in the creative meetings. Uh, the feeling among people that have been around him is that he believes the ratings will be up for Raw and SmackDown very soon. Vince thinks it might be a few weeks to get the fans back that they lost, but when they realize we're out of the Performance Center and they see how cool the show is, they'll be back. He thinks the numbers can get back to where they were in February and early March. Um, but, yeah, that's... Uh, so you know, McMahon's in a good mood. So, it's, I mean, let's get real. What we're all thinking, how long before, if it's, if this is live and they're putting live fan reactions on there, how long before you see something wildly inappropriate come across one of those led screens that came <laughs> like, up but, in our discord for sure. And uh, you guys, uh, if you haven't already, you can click the links in our bios on any of the social medias and join our discord. When we have chats like this, somebody, yeah, definitely did mention uh, inappropriate stuff getting just like thrown up on a screen. Um, there's also opportunity. I mean, Joe uh, in the chat is uh, mentioning that we should get like a hundred NWA fam members, hashtag NWA fam members together. Um, and uh, that uh, we should get the shirts and the hashtag and everything over that way. So that that's another idea. We could just like take over the broadcast, try to just show NWA logos. I guess so. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, how are they gonna? How are they gonna police that? It just doesn't seem feasible. But yeah, I don't know. And the thing about it is, is that none of this uh, will fix creative. I mean, yeah. that seems to be the the real issue. And yeah. so I'm I'm happy that Vince is happy. Good for him, you know. But it feels like, dude, you're missing the point. I mean, sure, yeah, people. The interaction is a, is a part of it. I'm not going to pr pretend like that's not a factor at all, but um, you know, and, and, and fans 
like watching it on TV and hearing the fans is also great. They kind of fixed that a little, I think enough that it's understandable with like the people surrounding the ring that they do have now. Um, But yeah, I don't know that throwing God knows how much money at this right now in Thunderdome is going to fix it. It's going to work. I think it'll absolutely work for a minute. Um, Like I think there'll be curiosity. I feel like Friday I don't know. I could be dead wrong, but it feels like Friday SmackDown should be good, like number wise, because they're they're gonna, you know, people are gonna be like, what what is happening over at the WWE right now? Well, they'll definitely, yeah, they'll definitely get the curious fans. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna tune in and and see what it looks like at first. Um, but I mean, just like you said, I mean, unless they <laughs> drastically improve their their storytelling, uh, I'm I'm not gonna keep watching it. Um, but there's just, I don't know, there's a lot of factors and just with WWE's track record, it's like, you know, they're going to launch it on Friday with SmackDown and then they got SummerSlam two days later. Like how, how are, I mean, unless it's flawless on SmackDown, which would shock me. I, I, oh God, I would feel terrible if, uh, this, Two days this, to work out the kinks. If like, this is a crash landing, and then <laughs> then they've got SummerSlam right around the corner, that's that's no bueno for whoever's involved with that. Um, Listen, I love I love the sentiment behind it. I love the idea. And then a lot of times I think about this, and I'm like, well, why didn't they do this at first? Like they had the resources, they had the means. I guess they didn't know how long all this was going to last, so they were just going to kind of phone it in at the performance center. But once they realized six months later that it was going to be a while now they're deciding to step it up. I don't know, but I, you know, again, I'm curious. I'll check it out. Cause I'm curious. Um, as we always say, I hope it goes well. I hope it's like a big thing and, uh, can, can improve the overall product. But like we said, without, you know, some, some big improvements in their storytelling and things like that, I, you know, they might get some casual viewers back, but not, not, long-time pro wrestling fans like us yeah um checking out the uh, live chat for those of you who aren't here to be a part of it it looks like it's uh the consensus is uh uh healthy skepticism i i would say it's uh, a, a little bit of delusion uh according to some on vince's part but um yeah i don't know um so so we're talking about creative uh you know since you know i mentioned that uh, not fixing everything um, one of the big deals that happened this week is we got a um, cool little um, interview with uh, Rusev coming out. And uh, I was just, I was super into this one. It was on Fightful.com. And um, actually, it's a courtesy of the Ryback Show, his podcast. And uh, Rusev was talking to him. Um, and uh, basically, Rusev discussed wanting to become a diverse performer in the WWE, similar to how Kurt Angle had done things. He would switch from a comedy act to a wrestling machine and people could still potentially buy into the character basically is what he was going for. Um, and he was saying basically that he had the question in the back, like, why can't I do that? Why can't I have a personality? Why can't I go in the ring and do what I do? And then I was told, don't look at the people, don't smile, don't do this, uh, don't do that. And he says, really, everything I'm doing, it seems like people are into it. Um, I didn't understand why they're telling me to stop talking and stop looking at the fans. And uh, they're telling me to do the opposite thing. 
and he said he had a conversation with Vince McMahon, and McMahon told him that with Rusev Day, they're just mocking you. They don't mean it. And uh, he said, so, so his actual quote here is that Rusev Day was going on. There was no way the office didn't notice because it was before, after, during the show. It was everywhere. I always felt defeated because what was I doing it for? It was all competition. And finally, I got to a point of, wow, I'm doing something right. There's no way it wasn't noticed. The first meeting, it was, they're effing with you. They don't mean what they're saying. I respect and I listen because I always want to listen from Vince. He had everybody on his side. In my mind, I knew it wasn't true. They started putting my segments early on, early on, so the Rusev Day chance would go away. I wasn't even supposed to be on WrestleMania the year I lost to Ginger. I was not on TV for like three weeks. I'm sitting backstage all night and listening to people chant Rusev Day. I went to one of the writers and I'm like, this is not right. This is the first time I yelled at a writer and I felt bad. He was like, we just don't know what to do. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't know what to do? Just listen. They're telling you what to do. They're, sh they're shoving me down and I don't understand why. What am I fighting for? I did everything right. I went to acting classes, started working on my body. I did all this extra stuff. I was just defeated. And when Vince said the second time, they're effing with you, I said, Vince, we sold out of all of the merchandise. What do you mean? He said, the shirt is sold out. And he said, well, maybe they didn't make enough. <laughs> so, okay, they didn't make enough shirts. Uh, and that's why it sold out. Um, not because we're doing good. Okay, really? Um, he says, they didn't know what to do. Good guy, bad guy. Come on, man. He's obviously very, very frustrated. He said um, that thank God he had done well enough with his investments because he was done not long after that. And his wife works there. She's happy. Good for her. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, this is just further evidence of what we speculate on that Vince McMahon, WWE, they are not in tune with the fans because I'm a wrestling fan. And when that was going on, I was not mocking Russo. I was into it. And I think we all were. And the fact that they look at that and they look at the merch sales and say, oh, well, that's a stocking issue. And, oh, they're mocking you just proves that they're not listening to the fans. They're doing whatever the hell they want. And, you know, we went through it for years with Roman Reigns. The fans were like, stop shoving him down our throat. And they kept doing it. I guess they thought we were mocking them then, too. I don't know. But it's just sad because Rusev. Rusev is incredible and, and he's an honorable guy. I, I love, you know, him coming out and giving himself that credit and saying, you know what? I worked on my body. I did, did acting classes. I did all that. Cause you could tell, I mean, you could see the improvement in him as a performer, as, as a, an athlete during all that. And when the Rusev day stuff started happening, I got super amped. Cause I was like, man, he's finally going to get over. They're going to push him. This is great. Um, I mean, dude, he came out, WrestleMania was it 31 or something like that in a tank, you know, fighting John Cena. Like I thought he had a rocket strapped to his back at that point. And then he just like fizzled out and he didn't fizzle out. They fizzled him out. And I mean, he's got all the potential in the world and I know he's kind of taking a break right now. Um, and that sucks. I mean, I think based on that story, he's probably just jaded a little bit with the wrestling world. And I would be too, man, if I had gone through that and, Felt it was a weird odd. thing in that interview. He apparently says, uh, Ryback asked him about it. He says he's hurt. And I can't tell if he meant like hurt, like physically, like actually hurt, or if he's just hurt, like mentally, like he's just like, just don't know what to do with myself. So, yeah. Um, but kind of interesting. I, I figure his, his no compete would be up by now. So um, 
he could, I mean, that guy feels like he would have a job pretty much anywhere he wants to go. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. You, like you said, you could tell absolutely he was putting in the effort. He was getting into the Rusev day thing. He, he started, I mean, the, the body thing, like he's talking about, he started working on his body, started taking acting classes, all of this stuff. Like he was, man, he was getting more and more ribs. Like he was looking like a machine out there. And, uh, I don't know, man, that's, what can you do when they just, just hold you down like that? It's, it sucks. You see that from like guys like uh, the dudes in FTR and, uh, and all sorts of stuff. I mean, some people are taking the money and I guess they're happy. And if they're happy, good for them. I mean, I think about this every week when I see a clip of Cesaro doing something, I'm like, what is, what is up with this? There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Rob's here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, he said Cesaro, a name he recognizes. He's like, what? What? <laughs> no, nah, man, I just uh, I think Cesaro could be like a top competitor in any other promotion. And for some reason, he's just, you know, he's on there for a few minutes every so often mm-hmm. on WWE television. But I mean, literally, WWE has the best wrestling roster i mean they do just i mean if nothing else by sheer volume of people the quality of talent that is on the wwe roster is high quality talent i mean because they buy up everybody they can and so it's uh i mean it's it i I'd, i'd say it'd be hard to argue that they probably have like the most talent like on their roster uh period not even just number wise just in general but it's um I don't know, man. It's just the, if you don't know what to do with them and you can't make people invest or, or care, then what's the point? No, and it almost is a point to where you're now, now you're starting to damage people because I've always felt like I, I, I know that, that Shinsuke got the tag, uh, you know, the tag championship here recently. But I always felt like he's one of those ones like Cesaro that's not been used well. It's almost like you know, in the, I mean, WWE buys up all this talent. They've got such a vast empire. They could almost create their own territory system that would be self-competitive and and be able to use people properly and build a good culture of wrestling, but it just doesn't happen. It's like it's almost like a vindictiveness. And I'm not saying that that's the case. It just seems that way. Yeah, and I'll say this. I mean, we say this a lot, but I see front row in the chat, you know, talking about criticisms. I mean, I know he agrees with a lot of our criticisms, but uh, you know, he's talking about the world views WWE as the litmus test for pro wrestling. Uh, rising tides, you know, as we talk about all the time. And that's why we criticize it, to be honest, front row. I mean, we, you know, they they made $43 million last quarter, you know, and, and they can't create better storylines. I mean, you're right. They are the litmus test for pro wrestling in America. And they're the reason that, you know, I people give me crap about being a pro wrestling fan. I'm like, no, nah, if you watch the NWA, you wouldn't be giving me crap because you'd understand what real pro wrestling is. And so, I want to see that culture change. That's why I criticize. I don't, you know, I'm not one of the trolls that comes on here and just like, oh, WWE sucks. I mean, the, we're we're intelligent wrestling fans discussing, you know, and 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 giving uh, intelligent criticisms of a product that you're right is supposed to be top notch, top quality. I mean, they should have the best storytelling. To Gary's point, they they've got this great talent, you know, and they should be using it. It's like, you know, what if a, a film studio hired a bunch of top name actors and this happens, you know, fill up a movie with, with every top name actor you can fill it up with and the script sucks and the direction sucks and it's a terrible movie. 
um, like that's going to get criticism. You know, it's like you can't you can't overcome bad storytelling with <laughs> with good actors. I mean, it just doesn't work. And that's essentially what WWE's done for the last decade, probably. And you know, I want to see that change. So I, I don't come on here and, and bash them for the sake of bashing them or to get clicks or to start stir the pot and start controversy. I just want to see pro wrestling reach the level that I know it can. You know, if 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 every promotion, especially the WWE, was run with the proper care and, and creativity and, and appreciation for the art of pro wrestling, you know. Don't you think the NXT, though, it, it does achieve that to some level? I feel like of all their products, NXT, when it was, you know, that that's the, I don't, I have to confess, I don't watch Raw and SmackDown religiously. I'll, I'll you know, these guys will send me headlines and I'll peek in when I see somebody like, I'm, I love Shinsuke. I'm, I'm, I kind of follow him a little bit, but I do like the NXT stuff. I mean, I feel like there's some really bright and vibrant spots. I'm really intrigued by Karrion Cross and, and the Scarlet Bordeaux and what they're doing. Um, and I've actually watched every episode since they debuted on there, you know. And uh, so it's, I feel like that is is something at least an, it's an at least an analogy to what AEW and NWA have done. I mean, what do you guys think? I agree. I mean, NXT they've got compelling storylines. I feel like uh, I feel like I can't say whether or not those guys are as heavily scripted as, as Raw and SmackDown guys are, but. I mean, not to stir this pot, but NXT isn't headed up by Bruce Pritchard either. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Well, this is a perfect time to move on to another news item while continuing this conversation. It's that um, Mickey James made her long. Oh, wait, I should say Mickey James Aldis made her long awaited day uh, re-debut on a return, I guess is the word I'm looking for on wwe raw this past uh monday and so yesterday as we're recording this i don't know why i'm having (laughs) such a hard time anyway she came back she was in a match with natalia which sounds like on paper you're like hey man that could be fun mickey is a badass she's a legend and it's good to have her back she's been out for a year and a half that chick's been gone and she's back and she's going head to head with natalia who's another veteran um and um and the match was what it was. They um, wrestled around and Mickey ended up, there was interference and Mickey ended up falling to the ringside and getting a count out. And that was the end of that match. So very disappointing um, return for Mickey James. Uh, in well, fairness, <laughs> the focus, the focus during the whole match was on Samoa Joe and Seth Rollins getting into some beef on, on at ringside, like at commentary. So yeah. it was like the match was like background noise, which is to me so disrespectful. I mean, any, any male legend that they bring on there, it's like promote the hell out of it, get every viewer, give them the last spot or the first spot in the prime time real estate. And Mickey James should be on that level because she is a legend. She is a hall of fame caliber WWE talent that they have on their roster and they bring her in and they put her in a match with Natalia. Who's another, you know, incredible performer from a great family, obviously great draw. And they put him in a match as background music to Seth Rollins and Samoa Joe. And it ends in a count out. Like it's, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And now I'm, I'm just going to say this. And again, I'm not trying to stir the pot, but I did just mention Bruce Pritchard who did just have some beef 
with Mickey Aldis, Mickey uh, James Aldis's husband, and he's in charge of Raw. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that. I'm not saying that that's why it happened, but it's got to at least entered our minds, right? I'm not the only one who had that thought. Absolutely not. I mean, my very first thought was that when I saw the uh, uh, ending to that match and the way it played out, I actually went and watched this part of it because I was uh, interested in this and uh, seeing Mickey come back. And uh, and especially I was more curious even because uh, the champ, Nick Aldis, even tweeted during the time with the little uh, <laughs> emoji. <laughs> and uh, But uh, here's the thing. I thought to myself, Mickey. Good news and bad news for Mickey and Nick. Uh, good news is it looks like Bruce Pritchard is, uh, if you're looking for the silver lining, he's not treating Mickey any differently than any other talent on the show right now. So it's not hurting. Was, you know, he's not actively, aggressively attacking her, it looks like. Uh, bad news is he's not treating Mickey any differently than any other talent on the show right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like it's, it's like either way, it's not a good look for Pritchard because either one, he was being catty about this thing and 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 get and using her to 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 stab at all this, or two, he wasn't treating Mickey with the respect that she deserves. So, you know, either way, Pritchard goofed this up, man, and which he is. I mean, he's a goof. And, well, and, 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 and you go after Pritchard because I mean he's obviously the head of, of this section of the company, so that's that's why. But uh, anyway, sorry, Will, go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, I mean, yeah, no matter how you cut it, it's a bad deal. And the good news is, we're not alone in this assessment. Like, she was trending on Twitter. Mickey James was. People were outraged, and you know, like we said earlier. I don't really have hope that like WWE saw that and was like, Oh, we're sorry. We'll make it up and we'll do something. But I don't think that's going to happen just with their track record, but it's at least comforting to know that wrestling, the, the wrestling world and the wrestling community along with us was outraged that she was disrespected so badly. It was uncalled for. And they showed their true colors. Like you said, either he's being petty about it and acting like a child and punishing Nick's wife because of something stupid he said, or they just don't know how to book people correctly because she's a legend and she should be treated like one. That, that's that's my point. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing is, is that one of my biggest problems, I, I, look, I, I want to be fair and I want to, I want to say like, like WWE front row was saying in the chat and like give the, benefit of the doubt and the uh, rising tide lives all ships hope they do well and all of that stuff. And I'm sure Bruce Pritchard has a very busy job and I'm not pretending like I would do it better or anything like that. Uh, so um, all of that out of the way, um, I, I wish I could have faith that this was something more long-term and I just don't like it. Like what have they ever, it feels like they don't prove themselves weekly to make you think this is worth anything. It's like they just brought her back to drop her outside the ring and counter out. And it's just like Will called it background music for an actual match. It's like they cannot, they cannot just Mickey James comes back and she's a person who gives a crap about the match that she's in. She's focused, obviously. I mean, in fairness, they did a backstage segment with Mickey James, where she was interviewed for WWE.com or whatever. And she gets interviewed in the thing and she talks about her frustrated. This is not how, uh, how she saw her return going. This is, uh, 
you know, and she comes back and the women are acting like divas are always on the phone or something like Natalia is even obsessed with social media. And this is not what she expected and yada, yada, yada. And it leads you to think that maybe, maybe there is a storyline plan here. Um, But put it on the show, like put that on the actual TV show, like not just her losing for nothing with nothing else on there. Not everybody's going to the WWE.com stuff and watching these little extra bonus clips. Uh, You finally got somebody whose character is actually that she seems to want to win a match, which seems like such a difficult thing to get out of the WWE right now. Um, Here's a, here's a person actually actively just talking about trying to win a match. She wanted to make a return and win. And, uh, because because think about raw think about raw read the results of raw and tell me what other person looks like they're there because they want to be a champion or they want to win a match they treat it like a competition like a sporting no it's always like personal feuds which is fine you got to get personally invested but it's like Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins poking each other's eyeballs out and uh Randy Orton's got to kick everybody every old man in the world in the head which is by the way a gimmick he's already done when he was the legend killer but it's just this, I, I don't know, man. I just don't get it. it. It's it's Ray and Seth with the eyeball thing. It's the Lena Vegas poisoning Montez Ford. The cops aren't even called for any of this stuff. Like, it's just like they're literally we, trying to kill each other. And we, haven't <laughs> even talked, and we haven't even talked about retribution. Oh, yeah. Whatever that is, like, which makes zero sense on anything they've done so far. And it's like, how about you're supposed to be do- doing a simulated sporting event. And the only person that cares about it seems to be her character, at least so far is Mickey James. And even she's just like tossed to the side. Like she's nothing. I feel like, I, I mean, God bless him. Maybe, maybe Nick Aldis, the real world's champion is watching right now. And is like, Gary, you're not thinking about the long term. They've got a plan for her. And I'm just an idiot, but that's the way it feels right now, man. Well, it's just like, why can't you just care? That's not why you're an idiot. No, oh, thank you. Thank you. There's plenty of other reasons. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and and it was mentioned in the chat room, too. You know, WWE hasn't had a great track record of being nice to Nikki James uh, in the past. And going, I remember the Bellas and the Piggy James stuff and the ridiculous crap that they put her through. Uh, and this is uh, a, a women's champion, a multi-time women's champion, and a very good wrestler. And uh, – I'm sure that Natalia's on the other end of that too. They would love to just go in there and have an actual wrestling match where they gave Natalia the gimmick where she farted a lot last time I was regularly watching WWE. So I don't, what do you want me to have faith in here? Like, I don't, I don't know why you would think I wouldn't be a little bit bitter about all of this. It just, it, none of it makes sense to me. And it's uh, just not, it's not, it's not simulated combat sports. It's dumb, you know, just dumb. Yeah, it's like they cannot rely on the reason that, I mean, literally on Raw, not one, I don't think one, maybe one match had like a regular finish, like just an actual finish to a match. But then they're expecting you to tune in for four hours of in-ring competition on SummerSlam. Like, I mean, what? And then then they have a pay-per-view the the week after SummerSlam. They're doing payback. So are we supposed to think that any of that stuff's going to be paid off on SummerSlam? No, they're not going to pay any of it off on SummerSlam. They're going to try to get you to come back and and watch the next week, too. Like, I don't know why they're doing that. But, yeah, and I want to have faith in storylines. I I want to, Gary. 
I just, they don't have that equity with me and they can build that equity with me by, by improving. Um, but as of right now, I just, they don't have that equity. There's nothing happening right now that makes me want to go back to being a regular viewer of Monday night raw or SmackDown. Um, I mean, now SmackDown's got Thunderdome, so at least they've got that. Um, I did tune in to see the clips of Mickey James' return, and that was, again, not worth my time. Um, and, and not on the performers, by the way, just making that very clear. But speaking of, I thought one way, like if you really wanted to turn this around right now, and God help us, I doubt that they would even let her do this. But if Mickey James wanted to go full heel right now and just take that attitude of being invested in the actual wrestling and wondering what the hell is wrong with everyone else and just going like full Bret Hart heel turn of like, you people are uneducated swine. Like, what are you doing? This, you don't even, this is not a wrestling company. I'm the only person here who's an actual wrestler who does, you know, like if she ran with that stuff, like get like her and a Shayna Baszler in on that kind of thing. Well, that'd be pretty awesome. They could run with that. Maybe that would seem like legit, at least. Well, anyway, we'll see. I guess I don't know. I've ranted. I'm sorry. Um, uh, speaking of real women wrestlers, Thunder Rosa was on the Alliance blog this week, yeah. uh, so that's good. Um, and it was a really good interview. Actually, they went a long time and recapped like basically her whole career. J. Cal, our boy. Did an excellent job there. So if you haven't uh, seen that yet, uh, make sure you check out the Alliance blog. Um, their YouTube page has uh, posted that interview right now, and uh, it's video. I'm sure you can listen to it on the podcast feed as well. Uh, but that just came out on the 17th, so yesterday. So definitely worth checking out. Did you guys have any notes or anything about that? No, it was great. Definitely go check it out, um, you know. Always good to hear from from the champ, and uh, especially to hear her talking to our good buddy J Cal. So it's a good listen. If you're in our Discord, J Cal shared out the link. Um, if not, we'll probably post it in the comments here, so you can go check that out. Yeah, I don't want to uh, spoil too much from it, but I, I will just tell you for those of you who who listen to J Cal, you'll know that this is one who whoever he interviews, he always has a way of placing his uh, host within the context of the history of the NWA. And that's certainly the case in this one. Uh, very, very good interview, very thorough uh, in, in classic J. Cal fashion. You're going to learn a lot about her career. A lot of it you're going to know already, but uh, J. Cal just, he, he, he's good at what he does and he knows his stuff. And so um, you want to have the, you know, the man who, who is the, the living authority next to Hornbaker on the NWA, it's J. Cal, and, and having him sit down with Thunder Rosa is, is a treat. So make sure make sure you give it a listen. Yeah. Um, and to throw it out there uh, for people offering uh, other ideas, I, I was just uh, communicating with Joe in the chat from uh, the, the Nation show. You guys, that's an excellent show. You guys should check out. Um, he, he says, I'll throw out another promotion. What's stopping us from watching Impact on Twitch right now? If WWE is doing it for you, why not give them a chance? Uh, well, we actually were trying to get Impact on last week on, on Tuesday night, and uh, the, the stream crashed or something weird happened. Um, but right now, I mean, we, uh, we're just in routine. Um, so we're, we're usually on on Tuesday night, so that's just really the only reason. But it's been tossed around that, that we're interested in, in Impact. I'm super interested in Impact, and especially, you know, the renewed interest coming off Slammiversary and – 
some of the uh, ex-WWE talent that they picked up. Because as I've said, you know, for a long time, well, for a long time since, you know, all those people were released by WWE that I couldn't wait to see them land back on their feet somewhere. So I'm interested to see those guys obtain some success uh, and impact. So I'm definitely interested in it. Uh, but as Gary said, we tried to we tried to tune in last week, and I think the Twitch stream crashed or something like that. So, um, but you know, Tuesday nights starting September 15th, we're gonna have NWA wrestling watch finally. So we're obviously excited about that. So I, I'm I'm anxiously awaiting that. Yeah, and uh, that means we'll probably be moving to a new night. Um, tentatively Thursday is what we've said, but um, we'll have to talk about it, I guess, and, and make sure. But yeah, we can't. Uh, well, they're not going to be over till like ten thirty, so I'm not going live. Then my wife will kill me. But anyway, Rob, you know, Rob's got full control of his household, and nobody yeah. tells him what to do. So they all sleep. They sleep, and Rob just stays up all night. So. <laughs> Um, let's keep talking about women's wrestling for just a second, if we could, because we always like to give a quick shout out since we're on the subject of great women's wrestling and our women's champion, the holder of the Burke, that title's being defended very, very soon on Friday, September the 18th. If you guys aren't aware, uh, straight out of Texas, hell hath no fury mission pro wrestling.net's where you want to go. You can purchase tickets to go see this event live. Uh, they will require face masks. If live's not your thing or face masks aren't your thing, stay indoors, please. And uh, that you should uh, you should get this thing on the title match network. Uh, you can stream it right there. It's going to be awesome. Friday, September the 18th, Hell Half No Fury. You've got a ton of matches, a stack card, a completely woman-run entity here. This is This is great stuff. But most importantly, more importantly than anything I could ever tell you, uh, even besides like uh, AEW's Big Swole's actually going to be at this event. You've got Thunder Rosa, the NWA Women's Champion, the real Women's World Champion, and she is going to be defending that title against the American Kaiju, Lindsay Snow, possibly one of her strongest contenders to date. Both of these women's, both of these women's are yeah. badasses in <laughs> and out of the ring. I cannot wait for this match. I'm excited. Rob's going in person. Rob, how excited are you right now? Man, I, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I uh, um, Tanya, of course, is thrilled to be. She, she can't wait to be in Austin. Uh, but she's looking forward to this, too. And uh, and Thunder's husband has already said that even though I'll be, you know, back in the back, way oh, oh, far away, socially distant from everybody, Tanya's going to get to be up in the front row on ringside. So uh, so uh, she'll, she'll let me know how the sights and the sounds were when I'm way back there in the back in that, in that arena there in Buda, Texas. But I, I'm, I'm really excited, man. Actually, uh, actually looking at this, uh, this other event too, coming up here at the end of the month about maybe trying to get myself there, but, uh, just seems, uh, I need a little more information before I can drop the 75 bucks on that, on that ticket. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, bit that Rob's talking about is like the international, is that what it's called? International it's called independent wrestling expo. Oh yeah. I'm going to try to pull it up here, but this is the tough part. If you guys, uh, check this thing out, uh, Rob and I were talking about it. It is tough to find a lot of detail about this thing. Um, uh, I did I did chit chat with the champ and he did confirm that it is a legit thing and that though he doesn't know uh much about the promotion, 
he's booked and he's been paid. So, uh, so he is, he is going to be there. And, uh, I guess my concerns are, you know, I, I know that, um, with Mission Pro, they're doing everything right. They've got the, the COVID protocols in place. I mean, this is a, a well-sponsored thing. This event is happening. So I know that we're going to go down there and we're going to be there. The other one, my concerns are just like, I don't know enough about it. I know that, that Texas was, was hard hit and that there's a lot of restrictions there that might not be in place in a place like, say, Georgia. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm just, just concerned. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to know more because I, I, I found that if I went by myself, I could go, I could fly in that morning. The, 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 the transport, the, the flight wouldn't be much at all. I could fly in that morning and leave out the next morning in time to be back to what I need to be at Saturday night, you know, or a Sunday night. So, um, I just want to make sure that's, you know, that, that this is like, that they're doing things right. You know, that they're, they're not, uh, hurting people into a, uh, into a uh, place where it's going to be unsafe and, and, uh, not that they, not that I, I think that it is. I just don't have enough information to, to, uh, I don't know anything about it, I guess. Yeah, that's the tough part. But, uh, besides just, uh, I mean, the champion there, he's supposedly in a triple threat against, uh, Jeff Cobb and a mystery opponent defending the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Um, based on this poster, I mean, uh, Thunder Rosa is going to be going up against Alex Garcia. Um, and uh, no, no word yet on if that is a um, title match there. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, packed, full of talent. I mean, a lot of people there. I'm seeing, like, Lance Archer, Jacob Fatu, Fatou, sorry, Matt Seidel. Uh, I mean, I'm just, like, bouncing through this. Laredo Kid there, Jordan Grace, Warhorse, Sean Spears versus Brian Pillman Jr., it looks like, in a co-main event. Um, Jake, the snake is going to be there. Uh, it is r- ridiculous. Like, uh, yeah, it looks like a hell of an event, August 28th and 29th, 2020 two day event. And I think that the, the seats for that, are. I think there's a whole event pass, but basically if you want to buy one day, it's 75 bucks. So that's, that's pretty steep, you know, for, for, for an event like that. And, and that's just, that's just to get into the expo. I don't know what all comes with that, but, uh, uh, actually, you know, the airfare is not much. You can find a, a American Airlines flight for about fifty bucks more at round trip, and so that that would be nothing for me. But, but uh, I guess I'm just I just want to know if I mean, is this really happening? I mean, it's just so weird that that we that we're not hearing anything about it. So, yeah, well, I'm seeing like the talent promote it more than anything, um, which is what's interesting about it. So it's just uh, it's. It's kind of crazy. Like even the person that's supposedly putting on the events, not it doesn't seem to be like pushing it out as much. And I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to knock anybody. I just mean it's a, it makes it kind of weird for a person to, like you said, fork out that much money for it. And uh, but uh, I, I wish them well. I hope I hope it's yeah. a successful event. And I, I just I'm excited that, that the champ is going to get to defend the belt, and uh, this will be the first defense in in, in, in over a hundred days. And so that's that's fantastic. And uh, and as we talked to him earlier, you know, hopefully this will be uh, a launching pad for him to do something along the lines of another all this crusade where he's able to do in tour some more and, and, and uh, visit the independent promotions and, and, and showcase the, the, the real class of professional wrestling against the best that the Indies have to offer. So I think it'd be fantastic for, for the NWA, fantastic for the business as a whole. Uh, but, you know, to the Mission Pro thing, this is like, they're they're wire. I mean, they're 
this is a sleek, sleek promotion. They look good. Everything they're doing is right. They've got a, a plan at a fantastic venue. They're being very professional about how they're promoting it. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm real pumped. I can't wait. I mean, it's like what, four weeks from now. I can't, I'm looking forward to it like crazy. Yeah, and uh, for what it's worth, uh, just for anybody listening, I do see that uh, always we're grateful to have uh, Brian Cervantes in the chat. Uh, thank you, sir, for being here again. And he is saying that it, this event is being promoted heavy in Texas. So um, this is the is this the, uh, the the August event? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's for okay. the Independent Pro Wrestling okay. Expo. So okay. I guess they're they're mainly targeting that area. So um, I guess they assume they're not going to get as much out of travel possibly something like that. So um, the um, next thing I want to talk about is, uh, is uh, I've, I've seen this popping up in the chat here recently. Like people were like, Oh, we're talking about Thunder Rosa and title defenses. And people were like, man, I'd love to see Thunder Rosa go up against Sheeta. That would be cool. And, uh, and then that's interesting because Sheeta being the women's champion in AEW, not the real women's champion, but she is a women's champion in AEW, obviously. Um, then um, I'm seeing people talk about uh, they'd love to see the NWA and AEW work together. Uh, WrestlingHeadlines.com uh, has a uh, post up. Uh, if, you, if you missed it, I, I mentioned the Alliance Blogs interview with the champ, uh, Thunder Rosa, but also the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast just recently interviewed the champ. And uh, they asked her about possibly answering that open challenge for Mikaro Shida, uh, if she'd be interested in that. And she said, quote, they know where I live. They know my number. They can find me on my social media. Shida knows. Everybody knows. The fans are asking for it. I don't know if the AEW women's division is ready for me, honestly. To be 100% honest with you, I'm going to ask you this question. Do you think they're ready for me? Honestly, in all honesty, if that ever happened, man, it would be, you know, kind of what you guys saw with Allison K. Magic. I'm ready. I'm ready for anybody. Um, so Thunder Rosa is ready to go with anybody, anytime, anywhere. Sheeta's got an open challenge. If Sheeta is just tossing that thing around like she doesn't think that Thunder Rosa has the cojones to answer, then uh, that's probably bad business because uh, Thunder Rosa definitely is not afraid to walk onto that AEW set and issue that challenge. So uh, wait and see. Who knows? Who knows what may happen with Thunder Rosa? Would you guys love seeing Thunder Rosa versus Akara Shida? Uh, absolutely. And just as a note, just for everyone that's unaware, uh, AEW Dynamite, just in case you do want to kind of check up on it and, and see if, if anything happens, it's going to be on Saturday night this week instead of Wednesday night. They're moving it. So... Tune in Saturday. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we know we know Thunder Rosa well enough to know that she's scrappy and she's not backing down from anything. If her name's brought up in the mix, she's going to defend her honor, and she's not backing down from any challenge from anybody. Uh, she's fearless, and and uh, so I would love to see it. I think she is one of the greatest in the world right now, and uh, of course, I think Thunder Rosa is the greatest in the world. So this to me is is uh, another one of those dream matches I'd love to see. I think Lindsay Snow, I see a lot of her being mentioned for folks who might not know her. Lindsay Snow is also one of those. I think she's more of an unsung hero because she's, you know, she's done the, um, she's been a journeyman in the in the independent world, but she's also, uh, you know, she's been in the NWA. She did Circle Squared and she's was, uh, was billed at AEW for, you know, teased her out a little bit. And she, she's just one of the greatest in the world too. I mean, one of the best looks, one of the, the raddest wrestlers, one of the best talents. 
So between those two um, potential challenges, I think you got two of my dream matches right there. Sheeta versus Rosa and Lindsay Snow versus Rosa. Yeah, it's going to be uh... – that would be a hell of a uh, pay-per-view seller if something like that would ever go down. I know I would uh, be all on it um, when, you know, maybe WWE should have called Thunder Rosa too. But, you know, <laughs> you want to you boost your ratings, get Thunder Rosa there. That's all we're saying. You want to really make it the Thunderdome. Booyah. Oh, Got him. It's Thunder. Listen, Listen to this like guy. That, that was That's clever. Never. I'm going to be honest. I'm jealous. I didn't think of that. Just, well, you're always jealous, a little bit jealous of me. So that's that is, part of the course. That's also true. Uh, <laughs> oh man! So guys, that that was the news that I had <laughs> run down on this list here. Uh, was there other stuff that you guys wanted to talk about today? The news chat room? Any any other wrestling well, news? Man, there is a big piece of news you left out, man. There's Uh-oh. two pieces of news. One MMA. Has started a new oh job. Oh my god! Yes, congratulations, wrestling with the MMA on the new job. He got a brand new job, and uh, he's going to be able to work from home. He was super excited about it. We're going to give a shout out to that guy, uh, and uh, that's that's very very cool stuff. That's awesome. And then the other piece of news is that we have a new member of the hashtag NWA fam. That's right, uh, Mr. and Mrs. WWE Front Row, or as we like to call them, NWA Second Row. They have a, adopted a child, a brand new member of the hashtag NWA fam. It is a giant baby Yoda, uh, like not really two Yoda. feet. It's not really two, Yoda. He's from that species, but he's, it's not correct to call him a baby Yoda. That's that's I mean, I guarantee you type baby Yoda in Google well, right now. If you want to take this, if you want to take if you want to get sidetracked on this, <laughs> then you can just you Google about, baby Yoda. You're just you're talking you're about a Toyota on a bad signals to Will, man. You're now Will's about a Toyota like a car. Baby Yoda. I'm not following. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh Will you wouldn't recognize it, but it's a, a two a two foot long uh, probably five pound baby Yoda. Actually, uh, life size. <laughs> yeah, so life size. <laughs> Congratulations, Mister and Mrs. Front Row, uh, on on your new child. <laughs> We're all very happy. Oh man! All right, so uh, we, we've covered some hashtag NWA fam uh, news in there. Uh, what else? What else? What else is out there, fellas? I'm seeing that Mass Fan did a video in which he was mistaken by ten people for being Ray Mysterio Jr. <laughs> Allegedly, yeah. I don't know if you saw that on on uh, on the Twitter feeds today. Mm. Let me see if I can find it here. He says, uh, "I went on Omegle to record a react video for my YouTube of me wearing my Ray Fury official wrestling mask, and ten asked if I was Ray Mysterio." So that's kind of interesting. Uh, looks like Goldberg. I'm, I just decided to scroll the headlines to see if anything new came out. Pop culture show uh, it was run by one of Bill Goldberg's buddies, and he confirmed there that his WWE commitment is still going strong. Um, at 53, I never would have imagined this, especially after making fun of Flair when he was doing it in his early 40s. 
but he apparently has a contract through 2023 with the WWE for two appearances per year. So he's already exhausted that for this year. Uh, but we probably haven't seen the last of Goldberg. And there was another article. I don't have it pulled up, but uh, I think Cody Rhodes had squashed any rumors that AEW had been interested at one time about bringing in Goldberg. And it just kind of like laid to rest and basically said like, no, we weren't really interested in him. <laughs> yeah. Um, supposedly that's from the uh, Jim Cornette experience on that show. Uh, they were talking about AEW and running down a show and uh, Cornette said that uh, Khan had been interested in bringing in Goldberg and uh, having him rekindle the streak, like start that process up again. And um, but Cody was saying that 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 was not true. They had had no contact. So oh, I don't I'm, know. I'm glad that's the case. Because I, listen, I was a huge fan of Goldberg, you know, when he was Goldberg. Um, and, you know, I, I popped when he came back. Um few years back but it's just one of those things it's like I, I get bringing back legends and i get that but like it just never materialized into anything that like got me excited you know and maybe people in the chat feel different and maybe you guys are like super amped when goldberg fights in saudi arabia or something like that but it just i don't know for me it, it was just weird i think I, I, one i'm amped when when anybody fights in saudi arabia because i just think it's a great a great, you know, thing for humanity. You know, it's a great cultural exchange, whether it's NWA, AWW. I love to see, I love seeing those, those women in burkas being able to pull the veil back for a while and watch this entertainment, seeing kids up there get excited about professional wrestlers. I love the Saudi Arabia shows. I know there's been a lot of controversy about that, especially when the travel was held back and, and, and they were trapped there for a little bit and stuff. But I, for me, it was like very surreal, but Goldberg, man, I never felt him. I never felt him. I always felt like when he came out, like he, it felt to me like it was the WCW's attempt to imitate Stone Cold Steve Austin. And uh, I don't know that that was it. Obviously, I wasn't, you know, I mean, the internet wasn't in full swing back in those days. It was just then, you know, kind of a novelty and we were all on dial up and, you know, stuff. But it, I never really felt him. So, you know, I, and, and no shade on him. I think he was impressed. It was certainly a spectacle, and it was a lot of fun moments there. But I just never, I never got into Goldberg. Well, in other news today, we found out that Rob is the person that liked the Saudi Arabia shows, so that's good. I say that. I couldn't tell if you were being serious or not. No, uh, I mean, I, I thought I was impressed. I was very impressed, just of the fact that it being there. You know what I mean? I, just. I, I'm going to let my negativity take a break on this one. I, I'm glad you were impressed. Good. Yeah. I, I'm glad. I'm glad somebody was happy. That it exists. But uh, I think that to the extent that we can do things that, that's to spread goodwill and if wrestling can be one of those vehicles and why not? I mean, I thought it was pretty cool from that, from that glo global politics diplomacy standpoint. I'm not saying the shows were fantastic or, you know, I mean, they weren't, but, but I still thought I was very impressed to see it take place. I saw it as, you know what, we probably shouldn't get into this, but I saw it as WWE being used as a tool of propaganda. It's what well, I saw. That and may so, be, that may be, but but uh, the the people in in the in attendance there got to see something of the likes that they never got to see before, and they got to be exposed to wrestling on a level that we are we're just you know we're uh, 
we just don't appreciate because we have an overabundance of it here. Those kids that were in that front row are going to have stories that they'll tell their kids for the rest of their life. And, and to the extent that it, it um, demysticized the image of what the, the West is and to the extent that it, that it, uh, that it may have instituted a little bit of goodwill there or, or, or brought a little bit of goodwill between, you know, this, the, the heart of the, the Arab world and the Western world. I think that's a good thing for, for diplomacy, you know? I hope you're right, Rob. I hope yeah. you're right. I am. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's confident. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, so uh, the only other thing I had here is there has been more details released on the Sonia Deville incident um, that she uh, received a temporary injunction um, against the stalker. And uh, that's supposedly going to be more permanent by the end of this week. Uh, but uh, more details were released on the actual thing. Uh, she released a statement saying that she went to bed. She was awakened by a security alarm and alerted that a sliding door that led to uh, her I'm going to be honest with you. It says Lanai, L-A-N-A-I. I have no idea what that is. I'm, I, I, I'm an idiot, I guess. But it's like a rich, rich people have that. I don't know. We don't have yeah. that. Anyway, so that the door, the door went to her rich person thing. Uh, it says that she awakened her house guest, uh, Amanda Sacomano, who is better known as Mandy Rose. Uh, Deville went to check on the sliding door and said that she was ensuring that the door was locked. She looked up and saw Thomas Devil said that she asked him, what are you doing? What do you want? At which point he began walking toward her. That is when I realized this person was not here to rob me. He was here to hurt me. Uh, DeVille's petition said, according to Tampa Bay Times report, Thomas was armed with knife pepper spray uh, when he approached DeVille. Uh, she told Rose that there's a man in the house uh, and they had to get out. So they left and called 911. Um, basically saw from security footage, he had followed her into the house uh, but he thought that she had run up the stairs, which left her and Mandy Rose enough time to escape the house. Um, so he was just confused on where they went. Uh, but anyway, so very scary story for Sonia Deville. Um, glad that she's okay and Mandy Rose are okay. That's a uh, crazy stuff, man. World's a world's a weird place sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, we don't we don't know what these people go through on on a day to day basis and how how scary having that level of, of prominence is. And so, um, you know, I, I hope I mean, when I hear that story, I'm like, man, I, you know, she's got to be traumatized. Like, imagine going through that. So I just hope hope she's all right um, you know, mentally, emotionally. I hope uh, her and Mandy both. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad they got the guy um, and I'm glad that you know, hopefully they can move on from this, but it is a good reminder that these are real people and they go through things behind the scenes that we don't even know about. And, um, you know, we, again, you know, we, we give the, the WWE hell all the time, but we have massive amounts of respect for everyone who is in the profession of professional wrestling. Um, especially the performers that are in the ring and that are, um, you know, sacrificing their time and body and, uh, energy to entertain us all. And so, you know, I, I just, I hope, hope everyone's all right and they can move on from this. I um, want to thank Dr. Red Tyler for informing us in the chat that a uh, Lanai uh, is a uh, porch or patio 
usually in Florida. Also front row, I see you've said that as well, a screen porch in Florida, usually around a pool. Lots of homes have them. Well, not my home, front row. So thanks for rubbing that in. Um, but yeah, apparently the uh, deputies gave the uh, name of this person to Sonia Deville and she searched her social media accounts to find any interactions with him, but they found several messages that he had been apparently like messaging her uh, steadily. I don't think that she saw these before. Uh, they said the nature of these messages were obsessive, suicidal and idolizing saying you are the only person I will ever love. Uh, there was a second account from that person also seeming to belong to him. Um, it said, uh, I found your home address. Uh, it, it like goes into detail saying like that from that day, just hours before the incident, look outside baby by your pool. I'm here. I'm going to kill that little B word you have inside with you. So this is a, uh, obviously right. seriously disturbed person. And, uh, anyway, so, uh, so I wish we had some lighter news to go to right now. Cause I'm just going through my, through my private messages. I've been sending to May Valentine thinking, man, I need to clean my act up. <laughs> this is, this junk right here, boy. I would get me in trouble. <laughs> That's Rob. That's concerning. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was, as I was reading that, though, just sitting there thinking, like, mm. man, some people that you like DM, like to see, like for like interview requests or like possible, like just discussing, like just or just even compliment or anything. You got to think about what these people get in those inboxes all the time. Like it is. Yeah there is some crazy stuff out there. And, uh, you know, obviously this person, uh, is going to need to get some help and, uh, hopefully that happens jail, probably. well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure he's going to jail. I, I don't think there's I'm less concerned about his, you know, his being. Oh, Rob, 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 Rob. We're trying to be empathetic here. It's all I'm empathetic to, to the person who is, who is assaulted. Well, she's okay now, though, is what I'm saying. It's, nah, uh, I'm sure she's quite traumatized, like like we were saying a minute ago. Rob, you seem very combative today. What is the story with Nia Jax? What is that going on in the chat? Is there a Nia Jax story going on? That's what I'm aware of. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, she's back. Um, I mean, there's a lot of chatter about her um, being unsafe, but um, dude, I, I forgot. I was going to mention something about the, uh, the Mickey James story from earlier in her tweet when she was referring to, uh, she was referring to uh, the, the TikTok videos. I'm like, what are you, a 13 year old girl? I was like, dude, was that a, a jab at Will? <laughs> I was like, I was like, <laughs> Does she just take a shot at Will? No. Yeah, that was definitely specifically towards me. <laughs> Follow me on TikTok, by the way, at Real Hey It's Will with one L. Just a cheap plug. Yeah, um, you can uh, you can find a lot of fun stuff on TikTok. Um, God, Rob, I tell you what, Doctor Red Tyler's becoming my favorite doctor now. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favorite before? It was, it was Dr. Tom Pritchard before that, right? Yeah, yeah, obviously. But <laughs> Mine's Dr. Death. Oh, gotcha. Who, who are some uh, – mine's uh, Dr. Isaac Jacob, really, is uh, oh, yeah. 
my ultimate favorite. That should be a whole show one day. Favorite doctors in wrestling. Wrestling doctors, yeah. Why would you use the PhD thing in your wrestling gimmick? Why is it just Robbie Rude? Why wouldn't it be Dr. Robert Rude? Robbie Rude, I was not yet a doctor. You know, I wasn't born a doctor, Gary. <laughs> you know, I, didn't, I earned my doctorate in 2010. You're uh, very my, salty. What are you, what are you talking about? You're a doctor. Y'all going to like bust me out about the Saudi thing. Then we're going to like, we're going to like. We let, the, we let the Saudi thing ride. If you remember, and yeah, now we're going to boohoo about this poor guy who nearly tried to kill Sonya. <laughs> I just said, hopefully he gets the help he needs. The guy, I mean, you know. he can get it doing 15 to life. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> plenty of help, you know, but, uh, uh now nah, I got, I, I, by the time I became a doctor, I'd already been in, in the game for like five years, man. You know, I'd already been established. <laughs> oh God. Rob, have you ever been in a, in a situation where someone was like injured and, you know, people are like, is there a doctor around? And you have to go like, yeah, but no, I can't do anything. <laughs> no, nah, I've been in that situation. I just go, I'll just go ahead and act like, you know, just like, hey, if, that, if I can Google I it, need I can a tracheotomy. Give me a yeah. scalpel. Give me, bring up Google videos real quick. <laughs> bring <up> YouTube. <laughs> you got YouTube. You got YouTube on your phone. You're just like, okay, let's see. Yeah, like, this is WebMD right here. Hold heart, on. Uh, I think the heart's right here. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's his ankle. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man i just happened to stumble upon uh wwe front row's tweet uh from yesterday saying they've got eight women's championships oh no this is david lagreca he's quoting david lagreca they've got eight women's championships between the two of them mickey james six-time champion hasn't wrestled on raw in over a year you give me a three-minute match and 50 percent of the match you don't even see um so Dave LaGreca was apparently unhappy with that as well. Of course. Uh, LaGreca has a, a lot of opinions akin to the opinions that we have, I think. Yeah, you're probably right. Hey, he's been on the show before. By the he way. has. Go check out the interview. It's down, yeah. uh, it's down uh, on our channel in the interview playlist. Go check it out. Mm, he was way less salty than Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. There's a lot of things less salty than Rob. Well, if if there's no other news, I'm going to wrap up the podcast portion. So is there anything you guys want to get out of out of this before before we wrap that? Anything you want to say to the listeners that might not be here in the live chat so they can hear uh, Rob's further descent into madness? I just want to say thanks for listening. Uh, As an avid podcast listener myself every day on my commute, um, I appreciate the podcast crowd and we talk a lot and interact a lot with the, the, the live chat here on YouTube. If you want to be a part of that, come join us, youtube.com slash the NWA pod, subscribe, like, uh, interact with us on Sundays and Tuesdays, probably soon to be Thursdays. And um, let's just keep building the hashtag NWA fam community. Yep. Uh, Again, we look forward to this, uh, these two nights every week uh, when we're away from you, we miss you. And you guys feel like family. And uh, again, I'm at our Stinson Four at the NWA Pod every Tuesday and Sunday night. Uh, you can catch my show on Fridays, Piper's Notes. We've got a really good episode coming this Friday with King Shane Williams, who is the mainstay in the Southeastern Independent Wrestling Scene. He's a, a good friend of Nick Aldis, has wrestled him many times. And we're actually going to air a match with the permission of AML Wrestling 
on Thursday night, the main event of Wrestle K 2019, December 1st, 2019, Nick Aldis defending the NWA title against um, against King Shane Williams. You can see that exclusively on the uh, This is the NWA podcast uh, YouTube channel. So look forward to that coming out Thursday and then to be followed by uh, King Shane live or not live, but on Piper's Notes on Friday. I am at this is Gary Horn. The podcast is at in the NWA pod on all of the social medias. Will, did you say yours? I'm sorry. At Hey, it's Will with one L. Yeah. So you guys uh, give us a follow on the social media. And if you haven't yet, go to YouTube.com slash the NWA pod. Hit that subscribe button. Even if you're going to listen to us, mostly just go do that. Help us out. Gets us in front of more people. We've uh, had a boost in the uh, subscribers and we appreciate that. We are grateful to all of you. And uh, as always, we're going to cut out of here on the podcast portion of the show and go straight into the live chat and just talk about whatever uh, Sunday night. And it ended up being, I don't know what that was on Sunday night, but <laughs> stick around I, to see if it I, happens again. I was going to say, I anticipate more of the same. So <laughs> we, we are grateful to all of you. Thank you so much. And until next time, enjoy your gravy cake. <laughs>